This is Chris Wolf, and you are listening to the PNG Podcast. Keep your limbs inside of the vehicle, and they will not be eaten. I'm kidding. We'll all be eaten one day. Welcome to the uh, first episode of the Pencil Neck Geeks podcast. It's the PNG podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Berto Ponce, with my other host, Elaine Delalis. And our other host. Hi, my name's Justin Malari. And, this uh, is my first podcast ever. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so glad to be part of it. Uh, yeah, we're here to talk about wrestling. Wrestling. And geekdom, but mostly wrestling. Mostly wrestling. Yeah, so I guess we can start off with uh, what got you into wrestling. Do you remember, Elaine, your first match or first show you ever watched? I don't because <laughs> I was a child and I don't remember a lot of things. Things are fuzzy. But I do remember watching it like on TV as a kid and like I'm getting flashes of like ravishing Rick Rude, shaking his hips in his airbrush tights <laughs> and feeling like, Ooh, what is that? And then, uh, and then putting that away because I'm Catholic and <laughs> you know, you have to put those things away, <laughs> but then also like loving hacksaw Jim Duggan because he walked out with a four by four and an American flag. So and he had his own piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> And those things basically, okay, so uh, pretty much I had the hots for uh, random wrestlers <laughs> as a child, and that's why I liked wrestling. Berto, why did you get into wrestling? <laughs> uh, I remember the first time I watched or saw wrestling, uh, I was at home, didn't have cable, I was just flipping through channels, and I landed on the ending of a match which, in which they used Twin Magic, which I don't know if it had a name back then. It's known as Twin Magic now, but it was two heel wrestlers, a tag team that looked alike, and one was getting beat up. They distracted the ref, and his partner took his place and got the uh, got the pin. And I remember turning to my dad and asking, how is that possible? He cheated. Why didn't the ref do anything? And my dad just kind of smirked and said, that's wrestling. And I was hooked. I started watching WWF at the time because uh, it's the only thing we got. And I was totally nerdy about it. And I started looking for more information. I read Pro Wrestling Illustrated as a kid. So I was like the only kid in my school that knew about things other than WWF. Mm. Like NWA and uh, was it the Memphis Territories. And I couldn't talk about it to with anyone because no one knew about this stuff. But uh, that's what initially got me hooked. I remember watching my first... WrestleMania, which might have been on VHS. It was WrestleMania 2 or 3. Wow. Yeah. That's how old I am. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Do you remember the first time you watched wrestling? 
I really don't remember. It was just one of those things like, oh, that was always there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as far as like my very first interaction with pro wrestling, I couldn't remember. It was probably something not too long before Raw started. Yeah. Um, Because I vaguely remember like the 80s era and like I kind of remember Hulk in his in his prime and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, but for now though, I, I've fallen in and out of wrestling and out of love with wrestling a few times. Yeah. So like after the attitude era, it was definitely like, oh, um, isn't as interesting now because there's no more Monday night wars. Mm. And then, uh, so I stopped watching and then I randomly saw, I don't know how I even came across it, but I saw a TNA match with AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels and I was just like, oh, what the hell is that? Is there swearing on this one? Yes, yep. there is. Okay. So I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is cool. So X Division got me back in. And then for some reason I trailed off again. I just got sidetracked or whatever. And then more recently I saw Will Ospreay versus Ricochet from Best of the Super Juniors. I went, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to start watching wrestling again. Was that the match that Vader hated? Probably. Yeah. Um. And it's a fantastic match. And now if you look at them both, like Will Ospreay is like big in Japan now. And then you have Ricochet just making his first WrestleMania appearance. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. It's like awesome to see, but it's so strange to see. Yeah. Because I remember. Um, so with wrestling, like I fell out too, like during the Attitude Era. And um I just was like, oh, wrestling's cool here and there. Like, I would catch some things. But then um, I was telling Berto how, like, oh, or I asked him, are you watching Lucha Underground? Because there's this really cool wrestler, Prince Puma. He does all these amazing things. And then Berto was like, oh, yeah, that's Ricochet. And I was like, what? His name's Prince Puma. <laughs> um, and then that got me to go down, like, the wormhole of, like, looking up New Japan stuff and seeing him wrestle there. And so to see his trajectory from like Indies to New Japan and Lucha Underground to NXT to WWE to WrestleMania, it's like, it's crazy that this dude who we saw in 2016 come out at the New Japan show in Long Beach, <laughs> um, but not on TV because his TV contract with Lucha Underground prevented him from being on TV on access for New Japan. Um was crazy like yeah yeah i remember seeing him at a pwg show like i'd seen clips but seeing him live in this little 300 seat american legion hall like I, one of the things he did was like he jumped over the corner turnbuckle mm -hmm. and like i've seen people do it in wwe now but seeing it live the first time and uh now knowing he gets to do it on a bigger stage mm -hmm. like i think that's one of the things that i love about wrestling now is that you get to see these performers grow yeah 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 you get to follow the entire track yeah yeah also you two had a big hand in me going to my first indie show yes so <laughs> it, it, it's interesting to see that like oh the people at this tiny show in the bootleg theater like they're that close to making it big in one of the bigger promotions yeah it, that it's a intimacy like there's nothing like a live indie show mm-hmm like I've had a lot of friends who say they're they're not into wrestling or they haven't watched it in a while, but you take them to that first show and they can't wait to go back. 
So, Berto, for our new listeners and um, potential new fans of wrestling, what would you recommend? Uh, what would you recommend to like watch or go to just to like get back into wrestling for today? Um, for watching, I'd say if you can uh, watch PWG because they're like the all stars of independent wrestling. Uh, you can find stuff on YouTube, or you can buy their. Uh, they have a st- uh, they stream stuff on High Spots Wrestling, and because it's a good mix of different styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's some comedy. There's a good technical wrestling. They'll 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 be there brawling. It's where uh, I first became aware of people like the Young Bucks or mm-hmm. Kevin Steen, who is now Kevin Owens in WWE. Like Daniel Bryan wrestled there. CM Punk was there. Adam Cole Bay Bay. <laughs> Cole Bay Bay. Shout out to John Pingle. <laughs> um, Kenny Omega wrestled Daniel Bryan in PWG. Whoa. Red yeah. Red Dragon. Yeah, Red Dragon. Kyle um, O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Yep. Who are now part of the Undisputed Era, Era with, with Adam Cole. <laughs> with Adam Cole Bay Bay <laughs> and Roderick Strong, who also wrestled in PWG. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's the talent that's come through, and a lot of the top guys or top names. Uh, go through there now Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to go to a show if you're local here to southern california uh, there's bar wrestling uh, run by joey ryan who was a co-founder of pwg i believe Mm -hmm. um and they've run in buena park and a couple spots in la oh yeah baldwin park excuse me and two spots in la and it's kind of the same feel but with women's wrestling yeah which is a a kind of important to me and i think for all of us Mm -hmm. uh yeah, so that's what I would recommend right now, at least on the indie scene. If you want to get into wrestling, they're fun shows. I would recommend uh, you Google Young Bucks versus Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae. Yes. Um, at PWG, it's like a, it's it was a PWG show in Reseda, and to this day, I think, like every time I watch that match, I get goosebumps. Um, so Joey Ryan and Candice and LeRae were the world's cutest tag team. They're like real life best friends and they were, they were, their matches versus the Young Bucks and it, it felt like a no holds barred, like no rules type situation. And the, the whole thing is that like they soup, the Young Bucks super kick everyone. Right. And then they have this like boot that just has a shit ton of thumbtacks on the bottom. And they super kick Candice LeRae. Holy shit. And in her the f- face. In the face. <laughs> and her face gets completely red. And she, it doesn't matter. She still keeps going. And like, I get chills every time because it's like, she's insanely talented. And I'm, and Candice LeRae now is at NXT and, um, She's like going through the going through the system there, and I'm like, I can't believe like we used to watch you. Like I didn't go to the PWG in Reseda, but she used to be at a regular at Bar, and so to know that like this is somebody that I got to watch on an intimate level, like with 300, 400 other people, and now they're on TV, like in the Battle Royale at WrestleMania this past one. I'm like, holy shit, like. Uh, that's amazing like you get to it's something weird about like watching people live out their dreams because it kind of feels like because you watch them in a small setting 
and then they're on a bigger stage, it's like you're watching them live out their dreams and you feel happy for them that they get to do that. You're invested. Yes, that's the word. (laughs) You're so smart, Bruno. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes. sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, that type of fan interaction and engagement, I feel that like that's really unique to pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, because uh, at that indie show, you know, at one at one show you're, like, walking up to them in a tiny room buying their T-shirt. You know, a few months later, they're on national TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's one of the things I do like about indie shows is, you know, if you go to a WWE show, a major show like that, you watch, it's like going to, like, a play or musical. You see them perform, and that's all you see. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, at an indie show, you can... You see them, and you get to talk to them before the show, after the show, at intermission. Like when you buying a sh- when you're buying a shirt, you're buying it directly from them. Yeah. Um, so it's easy to become like invested in their stories. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes personal. I think it does, but it I do think it's like a certain level of weird though, because it's um, I don't know, like when I go to indie shows and there are wrestlers where I'm like really excited to meet them, like I get. Uh, the term is like mark out. <laughs> like yeah. you get, I get like really nerdy on them because like, like for example, with Taya Valkyrie, um, she's a wrestler who was on Lucha Underground and now she's on Impact right now. She's like their knockout champ, I think is what it, the title mm-hmm. is called. Love her, and yeah. she's amazing. She's super talented, and um, I bu- I went up to her to buy like her her lapel pin. It says Wera Loca on it. I, she's she's insanely cool. But I felt like, like when I went up to her, I'm like, hi. <laughs> like I made myself small. I'm like, hi, I'm a big pan. Can I buy your pin? <laughs> she's like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, oh my God, you're talking to me. Like I get all like weird and shy, but it's just crazy because like it's hard to remember, which I think a lot of people find them in the situation that like people who you are fans of are also people too yeah. <laughs> like wrestlers are people and like their character is their character then then like they are they are real people and they have like government names <laughs> <laughs> so how would you your hypothetical meeting would be uh, okay so for folks it's who a, don't he's know he's a gorgeous man he is a gorgeous uh, man for folks who don't know <laughs> is a wrestler <laughs> Is this going to be a segment on the show? That's yes. Elaine gushes oh, over to this guy. It's going to be it. This guy is a wrestler um, on SoCal Uncensored. Yes. SCU. They're all in AEW, all elite wrestling SCU. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this bit where they say, like, the worst town and blah, blah, blah. Um, and he was a regular at bar wrestling. And I had seen him wrestle several times. He was just, like, a part of the stable of bar wrestling. And then there was just one show where we were all together. This was actually Justin's first show, I think. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, my God, I love him. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching him wrestle, and I'm like, I love him. He's the best. He's my boyfriend. Meanwhile, I'm like, who's that? And then I see the two guys with him, and I'm like, oh, crap, that's Kazarian and CD. (laughs) And then then I realized. Now I now I know how Berto has felt around wrestlers like <laughs> where Berto would get like you would get all weird <laughs> <laughs> and then I got weird and then Berto would be like he's right there he's right in front of you <laughs> and like 
like literally he'd be like three feet in front of me <laughs> and i'd be like i can't i can't i can't talk to him it's too awkward and then um at that same show we were helping chris sell shirts and we were like literally next to each other and i was like elaine do not look at him do not look at him just concentrate on selling chris's shirts do not try to interact with him otherwise you're going to freak out and so that's how i've survived and now every time we're in the same space i can't be a normal human being and i don't know what to do with myself yeah well we have a surprise our first guest Ah! <laughs> no. We're gonna make that happen. No. Yeah, we will. One day we're gonna make that happen. No. They're all nerdy guys, so it's possible. No. And he's in—they're t- in town a lot. Yeah. So, oh, if that were to happen, yeah, we, we were parked next to them at a at a bar. That's show. right. Him and Watts were in the same car. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah. my god! I actually got to say, "Great match, guys." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this guy's a good example of watching live because i'd seen him i think in roh mm-hmm. and i thought oh he's okay but you know with tv you're kind of restricted to telling the story that needs to be told in that format yeah and i didn't start to really appreciate him until i started seeing him live yeah was, he's amazing and you realize he is the best yeah the best <laughs> the best that's what they chant when he comes out and he comes out to instincts it's tearing up my heart i think that is also why I kind of my love for him grew because I was an NSYNC fan like <laughs> I was in sync over Backstreet Boys and so I think it hit me that probably would have been like the third or fourth time I'd seen him wrestle yeah and then it would like <laughs> it hit the sweet spot of like in sync wrestling he's also very very hot yeah please don't have him come out if you were <laughs> coming right now I would probably melt into a puddle <laughs> Right, you, Justin, are there any wrestlers that make you feel funny in the pants? <laughs> <laughs> you could see who I follow on Instagram. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's so many like organizations. It was kind of confusing for me when I was like getting back into it. I was just like, what the hell is bar wrestling? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, if you want to, if you want to go down the list, I'm like, who's what and like kind of the state of their business well i think it's interesting because for the longest time wrestling was only like a wwe game like that was the landscape yeah that was the one where everyone was trying to that's the place everyone was trying trying to get to to. get to so the wwe is kind of like the the nba or the nfl yeah pro wrestling the big leagues the big Mm -hmm. leagues quote unquote the mlb yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think that's actually like baseball is the best way to to do it like it's the mlb of wrestling and then like there there are other avenues like new japan pro wrestling was around and that's like the major leagues of japan (laughs) yeah the major leagues of japan (laughs) roh which kind of feels like roh and impact feel like minor league teams like triple a ball yeah i think uh, impact is a step up above roh now which is kind of sad like roh isn't what it used to be that's interesting yeah well doesn't impact still have a tv deal they do. They, they do. Yeah, I don't know if ROH does. I think ROH does, but like on the uh, East Coast. Yeah, because they're, they're owned by Sinclair TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. They do have some TV, TV. But, but but impacts like national, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sadly, I don't have the the network but that carries has, them now. Who has Pop TV? They're not on Pop anymore. They're not. <laughs> it's on something else. Oh, okay, so that's a problem if if you don't know where to find them. But like they're on TV, like they have a TV deal, so they're like, I guess, like a minor league. They're like the D league of yeah. of 
Well, that's an NBA thing. That's but... Which is now the G League. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Okay>. Gatorade. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so we're making it basketball. And then there's... um. And then it's, like, divulged into what used to happen in the, like, 80s, which is the territory system, right? Yeah. Which is, like, um, bar wrestling and all those independent shows that run in, like, different cities. Yeah, all over the country. All over the country. Yeah, like, bar, PWG, um, there is, well, AEW is going to be kind of one of them if they... I think they're going to get a TV Unless deal. Unless they get a TV deal, which yeah. they probably will. I, I believe that's, they have that, a that's pretty much deal. just set for October. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it TBS TNT? Yeah. I think it's TNT. Okay. They're going to have, because they were at Upfronts, right? The TV thing or yeah. something like that? Yeah. So they'll have a TV deal. Yeah. I mean, just in California, like, we've, there's also Santino Brothers, which is a school, but they run shows. Yeah. Knox Pro. There are places in San Diego. The Hood Slam in um, the Bay. Yeah. Yeah, um, so there's wrestling everywhere these days. Like, there's independent wrestling. Um, I almost think, like, people used to poo-poo on independent wrestling. Like, they would f- look down on it. Like, yeah. you weren't a real wrestler if you're doing independent wrestling. Like, for example, um, Mike's uh, friend who... How do I frame this? And Mike is your... Oh, Mike's my husband. Producer Mike. Beep, beep, beep. Producer Mike from... T- this <laughs> Not a producer American on this Mike. network. Not a producer <laughs> on this network. Um, <laughs> like, he is a good friend who um, we kind of did, like, a double date with her and her partner. And Mike was trying to convey that, like, oh, yeah, Elaine really likes wrestling, like, professional wrestling. And the dude was like, oh, really? Like, what kind of wrestling? He was like, like, John Cena. And, like, my made a face that, I, like, <laughs> I did, like, a stink face. Like, ugh. Right? And then um, I was like, no. Like, I really like, well, yes, I do like WWE. But, like, I really like going to these independent wrestling shows. And the dude said, oh, but that's not real wrestling. And, like, I literally shut down. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not talking to this fucker. Like, fuck him for thinking that these guys who perform night in and night out are not professional or not real wrestlers. So I wrote that guy off and I don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, people don't understand these wrestlers. They make their bones somewhere. Yeah. 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 Like where do they, where else would they come from? Yeah. Exactly. Know? Yeah. And so I, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm just saying that like, I really like independent wrestlers because it feels like, I don't know. Yeah, going back to like being invested, you get to be invested in these sh- in these characters, in these in these people, in these wrestlers, and like if you're following them on the indie scene, buying their merch, then if they make it to a bigger promotion like New Japan or or WWE or even AEW, you'll buy their merch there. Yeah, like you follow them. Yeah, and I think what's great about the indie scene right now is that obviously there. are the shows that we go to that aren't televised Mm -hmm. but even the shows that are on tv there's a lot of collaboration now Mm -hmm. so you know people like taya who's on impact Mm -hmm. uh her she made her name on tv in lucha underground yep uh all in which was the kind of the the show the precursor to what AEW is gonna be i guess yeah uh they had wrestlers from new japan and roh and impact and lucha Lucha Underground. underground Like, you wouldn't see this kind of collaboration just a few years ago. 
Yeah, I think back in the day, like the WWE, everyone was trying to be like WWE. They thought that that was the model, yeah. as opposed to like the more collaborative model, where you realize like if we don't fight for the pie, the same pie, and we just come together and build one massive pie, we can then stomp on the Vince <laughs> McMahon, the Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is is that what the NWA was? Is that how it? functioned before it was a collection of territories so each area so like florida would have its own uh company and atlanta even here on the west coast there was uh, a company or territory that ran out of the grand olympic in la Mm. Uh, pacific northwest had portland Uh, so they would all have their regional kind of like top names and the nwa was the kind of the governing body of all of it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there would be one world champion. For that. For the entire, all of it. And that was the one that, was that Dusty Rhodes' company? Um, or He was part of part the NWA. Of uh, I want to say he was Mid-South. Well, this that is, sounds about right. This is part of why you see the NWA championship in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so they would sen- say Ric Flair was the world champion at the time. Yeah. He would go to each territory to defend that championship. Oh. Yeah. I like that with NWA, because um, like at All In, they brought, they had that belt, the NWA belt on the line at N- uh, at All In, and it was Nick Aldis, um, who was the champion at the time, versus Cody Rhodes, which is Dusty Rhodes' son. Yes. And like... They built or just Cody now. Or Cody, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> American Nightmare. Yep. Um, they built a great story leading on, and like with the invention of YouTube, like where you can tease, um, tease these stories through their own video packages. Like I bought into the story so hard. Like watching Nick Aldis talk about how like he is this giant man, and he is a giant dude. Like yeah. that guy looks like he's six nine and weighs like. 275 of all muscle like i was like you're he's a wall (laughs) like literally a wall and then cody talking about how it was his dad's belt and like it's his family name and like watching that match and um cody went over cody won like i remember totally you were there i was like (laughs) crying (laughs) watching it like you're doing it for your dad (laughs) like i was like the dream's here (laughs) um there's a great youtube series called uh, 10 pounds of gold yeah i watched it i watched it (laughs) yeah they they cover that for new people like they cover that like perfectly yeah and that is why like uh I love wrestling because, like, they're literally telling these stories and they're telling them with their bodies. Like, that's what wrestling is. And I think if for the layman who is not into wrestling, wrestling is storytelling. But instead of just using words and acting, you are using words, acting and your athleticism to tell the story. Yeah. I remember the term that people used to throw around a lot during the Attitude Era was saying that wrestling was soap opera for men, which is kind of... Like at the time, maybe so because it was this, those were the stories they were telling. But someone else recently, it might have been you, Justin, referred to wrestling now as uh, comic books. Oh, oh that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. that makes yeah. sense. It's a live action comic book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you watch the Chikara uh, 
Chikara is another wrestling company. Um, Chikara's themes were all comic book related. Oh my gosh! So like, if you were to watch the matches, they would follow comic book stories. Yeah, and I believe they have some shows on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, there, that's a place to check it out. So it's obvious that we love wrestling, and we want the people listening to also love wrestling. Yes. But Berto, you're not telling me why you love wrestling. Um, I think yeah, it's the oh, it's <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, a future guest, so that won't be awkward at all. Yeah, as, l- as long as she doesn't come out with <laughs> sky, <we'll be> like <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be an hour of us going. <laughs> oh, I'm so gonna try and make that no! happen. Be like, here you go, double header. <laughs> oh my god, it'll be the worst. It'll be like humming up, humming up, humming Well, I think we're somewhat acquainted now. She hugged me at three, two, one battle in Seattle, and you didn't melt into a. Puddle? I didn't melt. Like she recognized me, which is nice. She probably doesn't know my name. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you got a chance. <laughs> no, I like. Seems like a nice guy. Is <laughs> a. Husband, correct? I believe, or significant other. Significant other. Yeah, he's bigger than me, so he's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually is a really nice guy. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing that uh, I think, you know, when I was a kid, the thing that um, drew me to wrestling was, you know, the stories. And it felt like it was simpler back then, maybe just because I was a kid. Mm. You know, the characters were big, and it was good versus evil. Mm-hmm. And when you got into the attitude era, kind of felt it fit with that time. And also, you know, my age where you started moving into gray territory where it wasn't strictly good versus bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the example that you know comes to mind is Steve Austin, who was a good guy, technically. But he did bad but attitude did bad things. things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, beating up his boss and flipping him the middle finger. Uh, in... in Pelting people with a milk truck. <laughs> that was no, Kurt that Angle. was Kurt Angle. Oh, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Oh, but he, he had the beer truck. He <laughs> Austin had the beer truck, um, and you know the thing that keeps uh, me pulled in now is, like you said, you get invested in the people playing the characters mm-hmm. uh, alongside their storylines. Uh, I think now that I'm older, I appreciate the athleticism and the sacrifices you know the wrestlers make. Yeah. To make us fans happy. Yes. I feel, as an adult, I feel bad now. Because, <laughs> like, I think that, um, I think about it now, like, they're sacrificing their bodies just to make people happy. Yeah. Day in and day yeah. out. You really see that at indie shows, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, Berto and I and our friend Kirby went to a New Japan show at the Cow Palace. And um, what's his name with the cat? Oh, Takahashi? Uh, yeah, so we watched this match where somebody from Los Ingrenables, um, he took a bump, like a really bad bump on his neck um, on the apron, and he continued with the match. But news came out later that he broke his neck Yeah. at that match. And he finished the and match. And he finished Jesus. it. Jesus. And, like, so he, like, we we walked out of that, like, show totally hyped because it was amazing. It was a good show. And then we, like, you know, as you were after do, you check your phone and then you realize, like, holy fuck, he broke his neck. Like, he's out. And he was on the rise as a super junior wrestler. And he wasn't, I loved his character on New Japan. He had this, like, cat 
uh, stuffed animal that he would just come out with. And I'd be like, that dude, I don't know what the fuck's happening, but I love him. And so then he's just been out and he's recuperating and everyone's like prayers to him. Um, and I think he's making his way back, but like slowly but surely because it's a neck injury, yeah. right? Um, but like to put your body on the line for those spots, like you just got to think like, do you have to take those spots? Yeah, you bring up a good point because I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, I think I might have been listening to Edge and Christian and they made their name doing the TLC matches, tables, ladders, and chairs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once they got kind of made their name doing that, then they kept getting put in those matches. Yeah. And if you think about it, like the human body isn't meant to fall 15 feet onto a ladder. No, or onto a table. Yeah. So like, I kind of felt guilty thinking about that. Like you watch it as a fan and it's amazing to see, but then you think of the person behind it who now or had to retire in their 40s. Yeah. And that's doing those kinds of matches. Yeah. Like our friend Chris Wolf just had to retire mm-hmm. because of concussions and she wasn't you know wrestling those kinds of matches. That was just like the everyday grind of of being wrestling. a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's just I don't know. I I would say be safe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like, you know, with any type of like high contact sport. Yeah. Right? Like I don't watch football anymore due to like my own political reasonings and rationale, but there's also like, I have like a ethical issue with the fact that like for 30 years, the NFL didn't take care of their players. Yeah. Like that to me, like I, I just watched the the part of the junior say out 30 for 30 and it's like, they did him so wrong. They did Junior Seau wrong. Like yeah. he obviously had CTE, but they were just covering it up because they wanted to see these like giant athletic men beat the shit out of each other over a strangely shaped ball. And so, <laughs> like the same thing with wrestling. Like for a very long time, nobody really cared. Like because the WWE doesn't really have a governing body. Nope. Yeah. You know. Would you say though that playing devil's advocate, it's like hey, that's part of the game. That's what they sign up for. I think they sign up to be an athlete and they sign up to be an entertainer, but they don't sign up to die. (laughs) (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. maybe a good example, you know, when I was thinking about this the other day is, you know, we have, or WWE has pay-per-views like Elimination Chamber and Money in the Bank, which is a ladder match, and TLC, where these things happen annually. Mm-hmm. They don't need to happen annually, like I, you know, just story, uh, storyline wise, I feel it's more special if we only get these things when they need to be told. Mm-hmm. They don't Quality. need to happen every year. Quality over quantity. Yeah, and because they happen every year, you have these wrestlers wrestling these matches and taking these bumps and you know risking potential injury um, just because it satisfies that monthly pay per view schedule. And this is on top of the the regular grind, right? That they yeah. have to go through. Yeah, I mean, they wrestle you know three hundred days a year, and then they have to do these matches just because. Oh, it's June; it's time for Money in the Bank. Yeah, and I feel like the audience, the general TV audience, doesn't realize that like they're on the road that often. Yeah, like they only see TV, which is like Mondays for Raw, Tuesdays for SmackDown, and I guess maybe Wednesdays for NXT, right? Yeah. Um, but then you don't realize that like 
if you're a WWE wrestler, like you do a house show on the weekends, like yeah. Thursday or Friday and Saturday. Or it's usually a couple on the weekend. Couple, like you yeah. do two shows and then you get a break and then you go back and you do TV. So like, when do you really ever get a break? Yeah. You, when does your body get a break? I'm not even thinking your mind. I'm just thinking like your body needs to rest and recover. Yeah. And that's just WWE schedule. Yeah. You know, this isn't taking into account the 10 to 15 years they've wrestled before they got there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, on the when they're just taking as many matches as they can yeah. to yeah. pay the bills. Yep. And, you know, a and lot of them do. Indies are like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Sometimes like two or three shows a night. Yeah. Uh, or, and without healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have it in WWE either, though, right? No. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. But I've heard that, like, if you do get an injury, they will help. There yeah. is insurance or there is something to help you. Yeah. Like when Finn blew out his shoulder, he d- I'm pretty sure he didn't pay that out of pocket. Yeah. Did you guys watch the John Oliver? I haven't. I feel like I should. I, I bookmarked it. I still haven't had time yeah. to watch it. Did you watch it, Justin? No, I haven't seen it yet. But I think it's the same story that we've all seen and heard from like other folks on other shows is that like, um, although all the WWE wrestlers are technically 1099 independent contractors, which if you're if you're living that independent contract life, like 1099 means you are you don't have a boss. Like you don't have like a sole company like boss, yeah. right? You are you are your own boss. However, the WWE wrestlers are 1099 contractors and then they cannot work for any other company. Yeah. Like they can't take a booking at an indie show, which is like that means you're not a 1099. Yeah. That's like the loophole there, right? Yeah. That's really unfortunate. Yeah. Especially like the WWE is a corporation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can afford to employ them. <laughs> like yeah. I don't yeah. know what the issue is. Yeah. It's called capitalism, Justin. <laughs> called money (laughs) Um, i'm hoping that uh things like this change or at least there's a company that exists that will have their own set of rules um i'm talking about aew because they've already done a lot of things that i uh that i'm liking one of those things being equal pay scale for men and women women. yeah um depending on where they are on the card so if you're a main event doesn't matter what gender you you are same pay scale yeah um, they've already hired a lot of uh, women re- women's wrestlers, and they've got uh, transgender uh, at least one transgender wrestler. At least one trans of. and one uh, gay wrestler. Yeah. yeah, they're doing a lot of things that I don't think you would have seen in uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. Who's the transgender wrestler? Uh, Nyla, Nyla Rose. Rose. Nyla Rose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she looks insane. I've seen clips <laughs> of her. I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna be so much fun to watch. Yeah, I she has the triple threat. Yeah, match with uh, Kylie Ray and um, uh, who? Britt Baker, right? Britt Baker. Yeah. Who's a real dentist, which trips me out <laughs> that she's a real dentist. Like, can you imagine going to get your teeth cleaned and then be like, oh, my God, your face is all smashed out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they'll take care of her face, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Where yeah. else were we going? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Is there what draws you into wrestling currently, Justin? Um, it's def. I'm a definite sucker for all of the, the athleticism, mm-hmm. um, and just because there's no medium like it yeah. out there, um, people will be like, "Well, it's fake, and it's like it's not a real fight." And we're like, "I'm not watching it because it's a real fight. Yeah. We have <laughs> that now. You can watch <laughs> that." Um, but like I said, there's 
There's no medium like it. It's actually closer to a stage play, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, and that they can just tell a story this way. Um, and I, I feel like that's been kind of underappreciated yeah. as we've been like, you know, wrestling's been around forever, but it's never been appreciated as like, oh, this is just a very unique way to tell a story. Yeah. And it's kind of fascinating how you see things play out. And it's, I mean, it's kind of the toughest acting job you could have if you think about <laughs> it. It's like you're, you have to do this really intense scene and then fall off a 15-foot ladder. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you got hurt. You still have to like finish your match. <laughs> yeah, you can't go line and then or say cut. <laughs> it's like, no, you got to finish it. So as a, uh, you're a fan of uh, mixed martial arts and combat sports, was it an adjustment for you being a fan of that now and watching wrestling, which is supposed to simulate an actual fight? Oh, totally. Um there's some like reflexes I have to turn off. Yeah. When I see wrestling, it's like, why is there rope break? It's like, why are they doing that on the ground? What's that? Why are they leaving their ankle open? Yeah. You know, it's like you have to like kind of turn that off, or um, even with the way like the mat, the cards are set up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why isn't the title match at the end of the, at the end of the card? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But uh, you just got to remember, it's like it, it's one, it's wrestling. It's uh, it's a totally different animal. It's not the same thing. Um, like I said, it's closer to stage play. Um, and then when it comes to the actual like moves and stuff, you just have to remember it's like they're not trying to make it look real. It has to look convincing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to um, look like this super clean technical striking, for example. Like, but it's just got to um, come off as like, oh, that hurt. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's why I really like guys like Alistair Black. Yeah. Because he's. Um, because if you watch him do it, and then you watch like a real like kickboxer, it's like obviously the kickboxer is gonna be like way faster and cleaner. But the way he does it is it m- looks extremely convincing. Because he was a kickboxer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he knows like kind of the technique, yeah. but he knows where to pull it, and like this is what the audience needs to see for the kick to register. Yeah. So I can really appreciate that kind of like Karen performance. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I tell you. I do get. I'm like a very casual fan of MMA, but you know when those worlds wrestling and MMA started to kind of you know, borrow from each other, I guess, or more so wrestling from combat sports, like just watching an armbar and seeing someone try to fight it for two minutes, like in a, a real armbar, you'd be tapping in like three seconds, if that. Yeah, if it's put on <laughs> right, it's like you're gonna tap. Yeah. What do you mean? You're not going to like <laughs> hang out for like 15 seconds and crying and just be like, no. <laughs> Trying to get to the ropes. <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought it was supposed to look like. <laughs> <laughs> I well, didn't know. Well, one thing that is cool that they do now is that um, some pro wrestlers, will, pro wrestlers will borrow the kind of rarer holds mm-hmm. that you don't see in MMA that often. Yeah. So a good example is... Um, AJ Styles does the the calf slicer. Yeah, that's a real hold yeah. in uh, jujitsu, but oh. you don't. It's hard, really hard to pull off in MMA. Yeah, you see it very rarely. I don't. I think I've only seen it like once in like an indie promotion in in MMA, and then I don't know if I've seen it in the UFC. Yeah, like one of my favorite submissions in wrestling was uh, CM Punk's Anaconda Vice, which again, it's a real hold. But mm-hmm. again, hard to pull off. But it's so pretty to see it when it happens. Uh, Hell's Gate, mm-hmm. that one, that's a real hold too. Yeah, it's a go-go so plata. 
is so in UFC or MMA, it's hard to pull off just because of the nature of the fight, right? Because, yeah, because you would literally be like clawing to get out of it, mm-hmm. and then the beauty of like in a uh, professional wrestling or like WWE or indies is like, oh well, this is going to be choreographed into the match, well, so so. Then you'd be like, oh, well, we're going to do this hold and look at how beautiful it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And then think about think of it like a movie where it's yeah. like you see the struggle and you like you want to see them struggle and then get out of it. Yeah. You get that payoff yeah. in pro wrestling. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, I think I feel like when I got on this journey to come back to wrestling in 2016, I blame Birdo. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I think we ha- we both have to blame Birdo. We have to blame Birdo because Birdo sent me a WWE Network card for my birthday and a list of matches, which, by the way, I don't think I ever got through the list, but it, it doesn't matter. It was, it a, was lot. a lot. And I'm just, I'm all in now, so ha <laughs> uh, pun intended. And then <laughs> um, I am super into it. And then I can be like a casual fan, but I can always get back, right? Like, yeah. that's how it is. Um, my... I think Birdo's legacy for wrestling in my world is that my husband, Mike, appreciates wrestling, even though he says he does not like to be at any of these shows. The shows he has been to, he has now learned to appreciate watching those shows. And the shows he has been to, when they are shitty, he has said the words, wow, it's so much better back home. <laughs> because we watched, we went to uh, we went to Hood Slam in Oakland and Mike literally was like, how come this is so much better at home? <laughs> like home being L.A. And um, that's because like at home when we, we would take him to bar wrestling shows, he didn't have to sit through like an entire song as a, oh, yeah. as a, as a wrestler came in. You know, it was like 30 seconds. It's like it was it's run tight, like tight and right. And um, Mike actually defended wrestling to somebody at work once. Whoa. So, because somebody said to him, oh, you know, it's all fake, you know, wrestling, isn't it wrestling fake? Like, that was the response to when he shared that I was into wrestling. And then Mike was like, it's not fake when you fall through a table. Nice. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> he understands. Like he got it. He got also, it. also, I still don't people. I still don't understand people saying like, "Isn't it fake? Isn't it like scripted?" I'm like, "Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> so is your favorite TV show. Right. So are those quote unquote reality shows you watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it's. I feel like folks who are into sports, like if you only look at sporting act events through a win lose dichotomy, um, winning means. Like, there's a truth in winning, right? Like, there's an, an integrity in winning. Mm-hmm. And so when something is choreographed and scripted, the folks who only look at it through, like, a black and white scale don't understand that, like, I'm not looking at the end. I'm looking at the journey to the end. Yeah. You know, like, a wrestling match isn't good just because of the finish, a wrestling match is good because of the 30 minutes leading in and the, like, 10 false finishes <laughs> that put you through the rigor when you're like, oh! Yeah, or even, oh, you mean in a New Japan show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> or, like, even with the match itself or outside the match itself, you know, the, the months it took them to get to that yes. that payoff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so with wrestling being quote-unquote fake, do you remember when you kind of realized... 
that wasn't a legitimate sport? Either of you? Do I remember when I realized it wasn't a legitimate sport? Or did you always know there was something to it? I think I always knew there was something to it because when Jake the Snake Roberts <laughs> comes out with a giant fucking snake <laughs> <laughs> amongst like regular human beings, I would always think, no, there's no way. Like, this is a TV. Like, I'm obviously watching him on TV, so this is a TV show, but I'm like, I'm not going to equate it to like basketball or whatever because I was like, no, it's wrestling. And that to me was the like, no, it can't be real. Like, it's a snake. They wouldn't hurt the snake. <laughs> like, in my mind, I'm like, they would have hurt a snake. So I, I think that I always knew. Yeah. Like, I feel like you just knew, like, it's theatrical. Like, they're coming out, like, the Iron Sheik came out and he looked like a fucking sheik. <laughs> like, the big boss man came out and he looked like a police officer. I was like, oh, okay. You mean that wasn't Giant Gonzalez's real hair? No, it wasn't. <laughs> you mean Duke the Dumpster Drozzy wasn't really a garbage man? What I was mean, with that in the past? He was always like, a job. yeah, it was a guy who had a job and then, like, he had to wrestle on the weekends. <laughs> that was like WWF in the 80s. It was the characters. I mean, that was kind of the knock against it if you were a fan of um, something like WCW, which... Because they didn't have jobs? Yeah. <laughs> you weren't a clown or a, a garbage man. Or a Mountie. Or, yeah, a Mountie or a hockey player. <laughs> God, the goon. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. Yeah. No, or you weren't a million-dollar man. <laughs> <laughs> God, did he have nothing better to do? You you got a million dollars. What are you, what are you wrestling for? You... Who had like a black bodyguard who didn't know what sleeves were? Virgil. That kind of like a perturbed me. Wait, what? Virgil. Virgil. That was the gimmick? He didn't know what slave what? He didn't have sleeves. Oh, like a... I thought you said slaves oh, were. No, I was no, like, no, what? No, no, oh, no, no. sleeves. Got he didn't it. Know what okay. sleeves were. Yeah. I mean, they're wrestlers. A lot of them don't know what sleeves are. I don't think a lot of them have shirts with sleeves. No. <laughs> but that was a tuxedo without sleeves. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> that was confusing for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Did you always kind of know or did you figure it out along the way? It was, yeah, there was never like a day where I went like, oh, it's fake. Like I went like, it was just kind of gradual. Because yeah. obviously when you're a little kid, you think like, whoa, this is, that guy just kicked his ass. But um, I think it kind of coincided with me seeing more boxing yeah and then you kind of see um pro wrestling you're like oh there's something going on here and then yeah but by the time i did know more about it like i was um it must have been around like the the monday night wars yeah when people were getting traded and stuff not traded but like jumping ship yeah, yeah. um that actually made it a little more interesting yeah oddly enough just because I, oh this is all a show but there's some real drama here yeah yeah, yeah it kind of felt like for me like I said, the first match I ever saw was a screwy finish. So right off the bat, I was a little doubtful. But in that era, they pre presented wrestling like it was real. Real. Like, yeah. you know, good guys and bad guys were never seen together. Yeah. I think because my dad watched boxing, I was like you. Like, I would ask my dad, like, how come these guys never have bruises on their faces? And they're getting into these, like, <laughs> fights. You know, you my he dad, took a chair to the face. Nothing happened to <laughs> him. Yeah. There was, like, no win-loss records. Yeah. Unless you had like yeah, a that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I remember slowly like putting it, you know, together. Yeah, I feel like there are just there are little things that like my brain registered, and then it kind of like 
flagged it as like this is why it's entertainment like this is why I show like when they would say like it's a steel chair I'm like no it's an aluminum chair like <laughs> the kind that I have in my house it's fine it's, it's not it'll hurt to use that but it's not gonna hurt that bad mm-hmm. and then <laughs> what people would like would do moves like there's this thing that it kind of find it annoying for me now because I'm paying attention so closely is that when a wrestler will do a move and they'll slap their leg yeah. to like emphasize the how hard it's hitting or something. And I'm like, no, why do you slap your leg? Like in a real fight, I'm not slapping my leg. I would just. You haven't been you. in enough fights. <laughs> oh, I'm like, wait, do I, am I slapping my leg in a real fight? That's just bad form, Elaine. If you don't slap I'm your like, leg, I feel like my other arm would be doing something else to protect myself, not slapping oh, my leg. Or, or why do you stomp when you throw a punch? Yes, that part too. Or like when people are, um, when a wrestler would like fall from a high spot, like if you, I, the eye is supposed to look at the person doing the high spot. But I have a I have this thing where I always look at non not where the camera should follow, and if you ever look at the wrestler on the mat, they have they brace their arms in front of them yeah. to catch the impact. And I'm like, are these? Is no one watching the guy on the floor going like this? He's I, okay. <laughs> I always thought the kayfabe explanation for that is because if someone really was jumping on you, you'd want to brace yourself somehow. Yeah. Right. Which makes sense. Yeah. But like. If I'm the kid in the watching, I'm like, what's he doing? Like, yeah, I, I, when I was a kid, I remember I wondered about that too, <laughs> and I tried to like, you know, like rationalize. rationalize. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the guy on the top, if you notice, like they're usually trying to like draw attention to them so yeah. that you're not yeah. looking at the other guy. Yeah, yeah. classic misdirection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or there were like there have been moments where. When I think someone was going to do, like, not Shane, but it could have been somebody else trying to do a coast-to-coast. And I I could swear, like, the wrestler who was, they were supposed to hit on the other end, mm-hmm. they looked and they and they looked at them, they looked at the position on the mat, and they're like, this is not where I need to be. Uh. And they somehow magically <laughs> scooted. I'm like, good for you, guy. <laughs> like, yeah. you oh, knew how to take care of your friends. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get up to the <laughs> right spot. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my biggest beefs when they do, like, a the crossbody from the top rope to the outside and because it's a bunch of wrestlers just waiting to get jumped on yeah like uh i think it was a war games last year yeah it was during the war games match they did a good job of trying to fight each other while, while yeah, i think it was ricochet yeah. oh the double moonsault yeah like they were fighting each other while he was getting in position so it looked a little more natural than just like waiting to catch like, him oh yeah. oh yeah yeah back to ricochet is he one of your favorites right now? <laughs> <laughs> For me, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a, a favorite wrestler growing up? Oh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Is yeah. it because he's a sexy boy? It was because, like, he was <laughs> partly, yeah. It's because he was, like, everything I wasn't. Mm. He was, like, super confident, arrogant, and, like, a Do hit you notice with that he sounds yeah. like Cookie Monster? Huh? <laughs> 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 There's another podcast called Tights and Fights where the guy, Hal Lovelin, talks like Shawn Michaels and he says he, he basically affects Cookie Monster and now I can't unhear it or unsee it. <laughs> you have to, I'm going to have to listen to that. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And then you realize Shawn Michaels is Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did 
you have a favorite wrestler growing up? Yeah, I said like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I was a very patriotic child. <laughs> like, and then you know, and then Ravishing Rick Rude because he swiveled his hips, and then I was like, "Oh, what does that mean?" <laughs> like, oh, this awakened something in oh, me. Oh, <laughs> why? Why am I looking at your airbrush tights? <laughs> like, imagine <laughs> coming out in airbrush oh tights. My God, stop. <laughs> We're going to get him on. It's going to happen. We totally are. No, I don't want to melt in real life. (laughs) (laughs) It's a puddle. What about you, Berto? Um, I think in that era it was also Shawn Michaels. And it maybe wasn't so much about the the arrogance, because I actually have a dislike of arrogant people. But it was just, he was just so good in the ring. He was versatile. Um, I love good technical wrestling, and he was capable of that. Uh, it's just amazing to watch. Yeah, for in pro wrestling and in MMA, I'm not as big a fan of watching the the heavyweights go at it. Yeah, you know, I, I want to see like more technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel that way even in wrestling. Uh, so like Lars Sullivan, I'm not really excited about Captain Neckbeard. <laughs> yeah. Dude, all he's missing is a fedora. Yeah, <laughs> look, at, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> That's five oh star God, Lars you're so talking true. about. <laughs> he was part of a. He had a five star match. It was like a, I think a four way in, in Meltzer's, f- skip, like uh, that uh, five star. Uh, yeah. Rating? Okay. Um, I think it was just last year, but it was it was a, a four way ladder match, so there were a lot of other pieces oh, involved. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, look, yeah, look at his. It's right on his neck. Yeah, it is. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've never been a fan of just the. The big guy that just punches and stomps. And I I, I he, like he's I liked him a little more, but yeah. I liked the first time I saw him when he was called Ryback. It's the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't. I don't even like that that much. So yeah, it's funny because in NXT Lars looks humongous, but uh, he faced off against uh, or was face to face against Jinder Mahal recently. He like, doesn't look that big. No, he's like they're the well, same. Because Jinder Mahal took all of the steroids. Yes. <laughs> did he? And did not leave any for anyone else. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think Brian Cage has something to say about that. <laughs> well, no, no, it's like Jinder. Like when you go to the steroid shop, like Jinder took almost everything, and Brian Cage was just me? like, oh, there's nothing left. Oh, uh, what didn't he take? I'll take that. <laughs> I thought Jinder Mahal, like you get that way when you eat all the non and. <laughs> Chica masala <laughs> and all the Indian food that I love, like that's what you get. You oh get yeah, a hundred percent natural drinking, in that short amount of time. Mango lassies, right? Oh, the yogurt is yeah. like probiotic and does something totally natural. <laughs> he stopped drinking alcohol, according yeah. to him. He that's what it was. He stopped drinking was? alcohol yeah. and he got ripped. Yep, and and developed alcohol. gynomastia for yeah. gynome is that uh, that extra breast tissue around the guy's nipples. Oh. So if you see that, that's like a big indicator. It's like, oh, he's using. Uh, oh, yeah. so allegedly, we have to throw that in there. Allegedly, uh, allegedly. <laughs> Does yeah. Brian Cage allegedly have that? I haven't seen it, so I, maybe. I feel like he said, and I don't know. It's internet, so everything you read is true. There mm-hmm. that he said he wouldn't be able to pass a WWE like drug test. Like oh, he, he would yeah. burn a hole in the cup. Oh, of course not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at him. Cup. I always thought if you have that, uh, like, Koopa Troopa, like, shoulder thing, like, the trap thing, and, like, you have no neck anymore, that means you're on him. 
Um, some guys can just get that. Just Naturally? depend on their just based on how they're built. Because uh-huh. some guys just have like a short neck in general. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, you see the gynome, you see like zits on their back. Bad like neck. really bad acne, yeah. Like that's oh. a big indicator. Oh, Tinder does have that. Bad yeah, acne. like that's uh, well, that, I mean, well, just that, and remember, like, what was that shitty like faction he was part of? Ginger? With yeah, oh, with um. Know that. There's three of them. Oh, three man <sighs> band. That one, yeah. yeah. So um, so between that ginger and what we have now, like, it wasn't that much time. So for him to get that big and that jacked, like, well, he was. Gone for like he a was year. Gone. I you get from that to now, gender in a year. He, he Shut gave up. up alcohol. He gave up alcohol <laughs> and he he ate cleanly. Oh, that's that's all you year. need, huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I heard on like William Garcia's podcast. Uh-huh. Or like I mean, that. I don't really drink and look at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like Ginger Oh my gosh. Yeah, just all the supplements. <laughs> so what we're saying is take all the supplements <laughs> so you will will look like a giant Koopa Troopa. Wrestler. Well, in the pro wrestler's case, I'm like, it, I don't see, why wouldn't you, you know? Because it's not technically a competition in the same sense that like a fight is. You know what I mean? I like, think. And it's probably healthier for them because like stare, the big... Um, misconception about steroids is like you inject them and you get muscles. Mm-hmm. What what it really does, it's like it's the recovery and the, like you can do more work. Yeah. So oh. yeah. Um, so obviously, like if you can do more work and you need to stay healthier, like it probably help you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I, I think even Lance Armstrong said like, you know, because he got busted for whatever yeah. he yeah. had. Um, I think even doctor said like it's probably healthier to do the Tour de France. On drugs because the race is so grueling. Yeah, I mean, your body would break down naturally. Yeah. I wonder if part of it is because, you know, like wrestling used to be presented as real sport. Mm. And, you know, the WWF went through their steroid trials in the 90s. Mm. There are a lot of dad bods in that era, though. So it was was very clear when someone was like (laughs) using it's like, oh, he's gigantic and shredded when. That one looks like my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like they're trying to present it as sports. So if yeah, and now they present it as like a healthy living, healthy lifestyle. Yeah, like most of these people are healthy. like, they're all CrossFitters and, you yeah. know. Video game players. Well, well yeah. you can tell when someone's like naturally just fit, like a, like a Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He looks very naturally and he's fit. Because he doesn't eat any meat. <laughs> he only wants to have us eat plants. Yeah, Kofi's another one. It's like he's he's in shape for he sure. He doesn't eat carbs. Yeah, which is sad because I think like um, Mandy Rose and um, Sonia Deville have that donut thing where mm. they uh, eat donuts and they rate them on YouTube. Oh, and they have guests, and Kofi was a guest, uh-huh. and Kofi didn't eat the donut. What? Oh. He like smelled it or something. Was it because it wasn't a pancake? Mm, I think it's because he was watching his oh his he can't macros eat his own something. gimmick like he won't oh. he doesn't eat them either if you yeah. think about it none of them do also I would never eat them because they probably bought them like five days before they, they look so up. dry and they look <laughs> gross and they come out of Biggie's pants that's kind that of too. scary yes <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep them warm somehow <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god that's amazing. 
Does that bring us to the end? <laughs> I think so. I don't, so. Yeah, I don't know where to go from that. <laughs> this has been a great first episode. Uh, I hope you have learned about our journeys through wrestling. The fact that we think, yes, you should take steroids if you're going to be a wrestler because it'll help you heal, allegedly. And <laughs> pancakes should be in Biggie's pants because that's how they stay warm. Also, you're welcome anytime. Oh, please don't say that. Please, <laughs> please, please. We're getting him on. No. We're getting no, we're all not. of them on. No. <laughs> No. We'll just record at bar wrestling. Oh, God, yes, no. <laughs> it's okay. I, can't. I feel red right now. And we happen to get you these airbrush tights for your birthday. Stop <laughs> it. All right. All right, well, thanks. Yeah, Justin, where can they find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And I host another show for the network called Geek Offensive, where we try to bridge the gap between bro and geek. Elaine, where can they find you? Uh, I can be found at Oblivious Nerd Girl, but girl has no I because I'm crazy. So Oblivious, as it's spelled, N-E-R-D-G-R-L. And you can also be found at, at TFAL Podcast. That is another show that I'm on, This Filipino American Life. It's a podcast that explores the nuanced experiences of Filipinos at the United States at Ibaba. And I am Berto Ponce. You can find me between the months of September and June, working the door at Room to Improv at the Secret Rose Theater in North Hollywood. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Brainiac the MC. That's Brainiac with a K. Um, you can also find me sometimes trying to sneak my way into geek offensive shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've been s- you've been slacking this year. <laughs> How do I feel like? Uh, John took your place. John's starting yeah. to like take the title, man. John's like, taking your place. I think he's done as many shows this year as I did all of the last year. No, you had, April. you had like seven or eight last year. He's on three this year. So he's, he's on, on track. He's on yeah. track. I need to step up my game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'd like to give a shout out, a special thanks to our executive producer, JPG, owner of the Geek Say What Network, and another special thanks to Jordan Denae, the eco-friendly geek apparel and lifestyle company. Visit jordanene.com, that's J-O-R-D-A-N-D-E-N-E, and use the code GEEKSAYWHAT, all one word, for 20% off your next purchase, and listen to Jordan and Liz on the Sartorial Geek Podcast. We are recording in what we lovingly refer to as Echo Base. Its shoot name is Whalen Productions, an award-winning production company for short films, documentaries, and audio dramas. Please check out our associate producer, producer at whalen.ws and support the audio and visual arts. This has been the Pencil Neck Geeks podcast, tagging in your inner wrestling geek. You can listen to other episodes of PNG on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, and make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. This is just one part of the Geek Say What Network, so please make sure to check out our other shows, Ready, Set, Geek, Your Starting Line to Geek Culture, Justin's Show, Geek Offensive, Bridging the Gap Between Bro and Geek, Geek KO, our Geek Trivia Podcast, uh, Diverse Geeks in Focus, which Elaine has been on, focusing on marginalized issues in geek culture, and Nerds on a Roll, an actual play podcast exploring Dungeon World this season. They are all on their own RSS's, RSS feeds, so make sure to subscribe to each one, and don't forget to visit our website, geeksaywhat.com. And of course, we uh, be on our own social media at Facebook and Instagram at PNG Podcast, um, all part of the Geek Say What Network. And that was our first episode. Hope you Woo-hoo! enjoyed it. We We did it. We survived. (laughs) Peace.